First Corinthians chapter 12, that's where we're at, New Testament today. First Corinthians 12, we've been looking at these gifts of the Spirit and um, the manifestation of, through His people. And uh, we're coming one today that uh, the faith healer is right. And uh, we'll hopefully take you through some scripture today and maybe you see some of the things going on around you might not be what they appear to be. I'll have to say that it's been throughout time, there's a lot of people that thought they were healed by God and might not have been God at all. Matter of fact, the, the devil's going to be able to do miracles, the Bible says, when it comes and sets up the, the kingdom of the Antichrist. And so um, we're just going to look at the gifts of healing in particular that were given to the, the body of Christ and um, in regards to how God used them. So here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> We've been beating this text to death, but we're, I'm going to start out just like we did last week, and we're just going to look at one point of these gifts. Remember, there's about 18 gifts, and so it's going to take a little while before we look at all of them. But verse 6 says, There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. God's people are going to mount to something He needs to be part of it. This message is not going to help you if you're not looking for God to have some help. And so you can hear something, and if you're looking for help from God, you're not going to get it. But the Bible says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to, look at this, every man. Every man. You see that? Well, how did you get the Spirit of God? Where the Holy Spirit is supposed to be is where? Inside of you. You know the Holy Spirit's inside of you? Right? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. You should be. If you're saved, you should be there. If you're not saved, then he's not there. But, but according to the Bible, he is. In Ephesians 1.13, you can go look at a number of Ephesians 4.30. Um, but the Bible says that you've been gifted then by the Spirit of God, you see this, to profit the entire body. And we've covered these other texts in verse 8 and 9. And you come down to verse 10, it says, To another is giving the working of miracles. We'll get prophecy next week. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray that you would help us see things in this text, why you gave the word. And, and Lord, I, I pray that you would... Uh, Bless us with understanding today. Pray no one leaves you confused. Help us maybe, maybe see a little bit better why these uh, miracle gifts were given. And, um, and God, just bless the time and, and those that are seeking truth. I pray you give it to them today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll remember way back at the beginning of the Bible, and uh, when, when the Pentateuch was given, I mean, I, I'm, I'm speaking to people today that should have an understanding of the word at least a little. Um, remember how that the, the gifts of healing and stuff like that were given to Moses. And so he could heal people and like uh, Miriam got uh, leprosy and was healed. And um, I mean, he could go like this, take out his arm and it had leprosy. And he would put it back and what happened? It was gone. Okay? And so the gifts of healing were given to God's people so that they would believe the Word of God. And if you look over at Romans chapter 1 here, I don't really want to get too much more into the Old Testament, but um, Romans 1, and you know the verse, I'm, I'm hoping, verse 16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We should know what that gospel is. On 1 Corinthians 15, we're not going there today. The Bible says, for it, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. believe it. You see that? 
And so if you're saved today, you've trusted the gospel, which in short is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ for your sin. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 5. And so the Bible says in the text, it says, to the Jew first. Now question, when you look at the book of Corinthians, did they have the book of Corinthians when Paul was speaking? And so what is going to be a necessary item is that he's going to have gifts, particularly for that nation of, of their diverse things. But if you look over at 1 Corinthians 122, it says that they require a sign. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 22, it says, For the Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. And so Paul dealt in like fashion, going through what, you know, remember the list that we've had so far. So far we have covered that we have diversities of gifts, and it says that the first one was, if you go down there, we, he, you have a word of wisdom, right? Because he's given them a new doctrine with the Bible, okay? And then you're going to have a word of faith, and we saw that the difference of that is that there's going to be teachers that come behind, and they're going to teach the Bible you have sitting in your lap. So not only do you need Holy Spirit gifted people to give the New Testament, but then he had teachers after that, and hence then if you look back down at the text, the next thing that follows in line after the word of knowledge is faith. And we looked at that last week, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. And so which brings us into this gifts of healing, which we kind of covered a little bit, and we looked at miracles last week, but, but this gifts of healing is almost kind of given on the same line, and the Jews required it. Look at Acts chapter 5 for a minute. Acts in chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, down at verse 12. <clears throat> when the church started, they had all kinds of gifts. Acts chapter 5, look at verse 12. This is a good text on this. The Bible says, And by the hands of the apostles, who? The hands of the apostles. Mark 16, right? The apostles were gifted with some gifts, and we're going to look at these things. But right here, but with the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and of the rest of us no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them, and the believers were the much more added to the Lord. And so, if you look down at the text, it says... The believers were much more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women, and so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by them over passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came also multitudes of the cities round about in Jerusalem, bringing sick folk to them, and which were vexed with unclean spirits. And so it's natural to talk about when we're given our New Testament idea of what the gifts of the body is, is that one of them was healing. And the reason that that healing was given is so that people who were sick would have something to believe in in the New Testament. Apostles gave the new doctrine. I don't know how you could have, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 4, the, the comfort of God in your heart and understand it unless Paul wrote it down. But the reason that they gave the miracles was so that they could believe the word. Right? And I say that, I don't know if I have Mark chapter 16. I do have Mark 16, so we'll get there in a minute. Um, look down at Acts chapter 5. 
You know, I believed on the Lord. Lord healed my soul. I tell you, I was pretty sick. I didn't know how sick. You just don't know how sick you are until you find out you're sick. I didn't know how sick I was until I started taking this antibiotic. I started getting a little more energy. Believe it or not, with that, you just don't know what you have. But when people are sin sick, they don't know they're sin sick. People that are lost don't know they're lost. And you start talking to them, and it takes a while to start getting some spiritual understanding inside of them. And so that, get this, the high priests, the Sadducees, and the religion of that time was not a church, right? It was the Jews. So that they could see these miracles and these gifts of healing and look at the Old Testament and know that something new had to be underway. And so the idea is, is that, look, the church was gifted with this gift of healing so you would believe your New Testament. And in Acts chapter 5, you go all, down, go all the way down to verse 24. The Bible says, Acts chapter 5, in verse 24, Now the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things. They doubted of themselves wherein this would grow. Instead of saying, wow, God's doing a miracle among us, they're trying to quench it. You see that? And it says, And there came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple. You would think that after you healed some folk, you're going to be, you know, be like uh, these faith healers on TV, magnified. But that wasn't the way it was. They put them in jail. <laughs> and the Bible says in verse 26, And the captain went to the officers and brought them without violence, and they, they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest. Why are they doing that? Because they don't want this going. In verse 28, saying, Did not we strictly command you that you should not teach in this name? You see what they're upset about? It's not that people received a gift. It's that they were teaching something other than Jewish law. You see that? And so they come there and says, I, we told you that you shouldn't even teach in the name in this name. But behold, you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Do you remember when Jesus Christ died on the cross? What did they say? His blood be upon us and upon our children. And so they're, they're telling them what they did. And they're accusing them of what they did themselves. That's a, look, when somebody starts accusing somebody of doing something, you can be assured that they did it. You know, Trump is horrible. You guys are horrible. <laughs> we know you understand what's going on with him because what you did, and it's saying vice versa. Well, Biden, he's terrible. Yeah, because you guys are too. Amen. The fact of the matter is, hey, well, let's get out of politics. In our text right here, religious people didn't want the New Testament preached. Do you see that? And so, one of the things that God gave to the early churches, you know particularly was this this gifts so that they understood that that you know we're switching out of the Old Testament verse 29 and Peter and the other apostles answered and said we ought to obey God rather than you see that that's verse 29 mm -hmm. and so now we're teaching you doc we're going to obey God and we're not going to submit to you chief priests because who's our high priest today Christ in heaven you know and, and that's where he is right now and verse 30 he says it look to the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on the tree. He just gave him the gospel. <laughs> he, you slew and hanged him on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel. Who are we talking about? Israelites, right? 
What's repentance? You know what should happen when you hear the word of God? You should repent. He gave repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Verse 32, what were the apostles? And we are witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost to whom God hath given to them that obey him. And so you got two testimonies. And one of the testimonies is, is that, look, well, there's actually four here. We've got apostles that are bearing witness. We had Christ that bear witness. We, we have anybody that saved has that in them now, the Holy Spirit also, so should it be all their multitudes around them. And then you have the miracles that they just got done doing. Do you see? So the miracles were getting them to, they should believe what the apostles said. But look what they did in verse 33. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay him. Instead of getting right, they heard the word of God and they say, who's got the bazooka? You know? They say, your people go to the church and they hear the preaching instead of saying, oh yeah, that's something I need. They say, that guy's crazy. Get a gun. Get my gun. You know? Let me take care of him. And that's what's going on here. They, they're trying to kill these guys. You know? And then ones that look at verse, I like Gamaliel. Do you know who said it defeated Gamaliel? Paul. Paul was hand-taught by Gamaliel. He was a doctor of the law. Verse 34, then stood up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had a reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles towards a little space. And he said, and the men of Israel take heed. So who are they talking to again? Israel. Why? They required a sign. Take, you take heed to yourselves that what you intend to do is touching these men. And you can go um, just down to verse 39. I'm not going to read everything. He says, he says, if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. And so God's work just doesn't get overthrown. And they should have understood. They should have understood. Again, they weren't upset with the miracles. They didn't want the doctrine. And the, doc, the miracles were given to put that the doctrine was wrong. Okay? And this healings were given. I mean, somebody that's healed of God is going to listen to them. When I got saved, I, I want to listen to the Lord. Look at over at Isaiah chapter 53. This is prophesied. Isaiah 53 just happened to be where the Ethiopian eunuch was reading in Acts chapter 8. In Isaiah chapter 53, look down at verse 5. It says this. We'll start at 4. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet did we esteem him smit, stricken and smitten the God and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So as a result of what Jesus went through, that's what the healing is. You see that? It was all his work. And so you get them saying, well, healing's in atonement. It is. When did it particularly happen big time? Just when Peter was walking through Jerusalem, the shadow of Peter could heal people. Do you understand that if you had one man going about and doing miracles, that was a pretty big thing. But when God said, that Jesus in the person of God, said if, he, if you're going to do greater works, not just the shadow of Jesus healed people. Peter could walk through Jerusalem and his shadow was healing people. You know what? People probably were listening to what he had to say then. You know, and we still got one of two of his books today. But the fact of the matter is, is that the reason they didn't want it is because their hearts weren't right. And it's almost just like we were talking about in the first song. Hearts weren't right, 
The Jews were promised this healing. And any healing in your life then comes from God. Look over at Luke chapter 5. Luke in chapter 5. God is, is using these men to get people to believe through these healings. If you look at Luke 5 verse 18 for a minute, if you're there. Luke chapter 5, down at verse 18. The Bible says, And behold, men brought him in a bed, a man who was taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in to lay him before them. When they could not find the way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the, the tiling which the tiling with his couch. And so they the, how how far do you go to get someone to Christ? Do you know that man? There's a multitude around this house. They've got this guy in a couch. Well, I know what a couch is. They went up onto the roof of the house and they busted the roof up and they let him down in his couch in front of Jesus. That's how far they went to get this man healed because they believed that Jesus could heal him. I'm telling you today that God has enough power to heal this nation's or anybody in this nation's soul. He could save their soul that quick. But they have to want it. They have to look. And we can do the work to get them there. And, and, and I'm just telling you, we should be about that. But I'm just wondering if there's anybody even doing works that way to get people's souls healed. Have we been about that in our life? So, but he promised to do this for the apostles, right? If you go over and look at Luke chapter 6, or Mark 16, excuse me. <coughs> Mark 16. Down at the end of the text, verse, well, I want to show you what they're commanded to do. Verse 14, and afterward he appeared to eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them because their unbelief and hardness of hearts. The apostles weren't believing what they should have believed. See that? He upbraided them because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into the world, all the world and preach the gospel. Okay? Look down at uh, um, verse, we need to read this all the way through. Verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Again, what's necessary for salvation? Believing. Not the baptism. You can put he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes and is baptized and he that believes and goes to church shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The, the baptized, the water thing on there that's added, that's something the church has added in so that you're subject to them. Now, I think you should be water baptized, but the, in the context, if you know English, it's the believing that's necessary. Verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, and we're going to have some of the gifts that were over in our text today. They shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, they shall, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Here it is. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so if you were an apostle and you were giving new doctrine like Peter did in Jerusalem, you could go and preach the word. And when you preach the word, they were bringing the sick and getting healed. And it's a, it's a fulfillment of the prophecy of chapter 16. Well, who was really doing the healing? Look at the verse. So then afterward, after he'd spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth 
and preached, do you see it? Everywhere. And the Lord working with them, confirming the word with the signs following. Peter would preach the word. They would hear what he'd have to say. It was new doctrine. They didn't have their New Testament. People would believe on him, and people were getting healed. And they're like, look, I just got healed. Who did it? Peter. The apostle. The... They were put in jail because of this. And all that the, uh, the Pharisees wanted to do was quench it. And I'm telling you what happened, when, and, and this, this went on for hundreds of years after the church started. They, they realized that when you try to kill God's people, they just get stronger. And around 400 AD, you know what they decided to do instead? The devil, he used people to infiltrate, make you think that you're Christian and you're not Christian. And here's the thing. And so instead of killing them, they couldn't kill them, they infiltrated. And it's something that's still going on today. But, but back then, they had these gifts. They would do it. People would be healed. And there was no denying it that they were. And so they were sitting there. How can we kill them? Just like Christ. How can we get rid of them? So Paul comes in and says, these gifts are healing are given to the church so you can put faith in God. And so he intends, he intends for people to believe. And so here, here's the intents. Now that we'll just go through, let's look at John 5 on this. I'm trying to give some examples from the scripture of how God used healing so that people could see that he was the Christ. And if you go to John chapter 5, let's look at verse 1. John chapter 5. The Bible says this, And there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches, and in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, and blind and halt and withered, for the waiting of the moving of the waters. For an angel went down in a certain season into the pool, and troubled the waters, and whosoever then first... <laughs> having the trouble of the water stepped out, was made whole. And so there are some healings to go on. How do we know is it of God or it isn't? But the first thing we, I see why there is healing, and it's this out of verse 1 here, is to um, get God's people away from going through the motions to actually trusting Him. How many people go through the, the motions but never really get it? I went through the motions of church for 25 years. 25 years I was in church. And then one day the light came on, and you know what I started realizing? I have never just trusted Jesus. People ask me how to get to heaven. I would say, I live a good life. I do good things. I've given money to the church. I've bought votive candles. I've, I've done all these things. Put roofs on the churches. I put roofs on like five churches with my dad up there for free. We're doing this stuff. We're trying to get to heaven. And it was through the motions that I didn't have that relationship I needed. And so many people go through their emotions and they don't have a relationship with God. So it's to get us away from going through the motions. I'll give you for instance. If my foot is broken, watch this. You know, I got my crutch, and it's hard to get around. But what happens if I'm healed? Woohoo! I'm healed! Look at this! It's not a motion anymore. It's working, right? Now, what happens if your soul gets healed? I mean, really think about it. 
I went through the place of knowing I was guilty, knowing I was condemned, and all of a sudden God worked on my heart. I was like, hey, God saved me. Do you have it? And people look at us like, what happened to you? I'm healed. I'm no longer going through the motions. God made a difference in my, a difference in my life that just can't explain. <clears throat> Look over at Judges chapter 21 for a minute. I know. In Judges 21, that's way Old Testament. But I want to show you something that's crept into the idea of a lot of people today. And if you've ever went through the book of Judges, you know this is the theme of the book. Okay? In Judges chapter 21, down at verse 24, and the Bible, and it says of the children of Israel, but I'll just say to people today the same thing. And the children of Israel departed. That one in verse 25. I don't know why. Alright, I'm just gonna go. And the children of Israel departed thence at that time, every man to his tribe and to his family, and they went out from thence, every man to his inheritance. And in those days there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in their own eyes. <clears throat> They're going by their own eyes. They're going through their motions. And here's the picture. There's an angel coming down messing with the water and the people were lined up to get something from this angel and there was the king of glory in their midst and they weren't running to him. Isn't that amazing? I mean, really think about that. People are running everywhere else in this world right now instead of to Jesus because they need some type of healing. Well, I'm telling you today, when God makes that difference, it's, uh, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be the motions anymore. You're going to know God did something for you. And the day that I knew God did something for me, I didn't need to tell me, anybody come and tell me, you know, you really should like to go to church. You know, you really should read your Bible. You know, you really should live for God. You know what happened? I wanted to live for God because God did something for me. And that's the difference when you really get healed. And you, besides going through emotions. <clears throat> Look at Luke chapter 7 for a minute. Luke 7. Luke chapter 7, verse 30. Luke chapter 7 and verse 30. This is the way it goes. Are you ready? The Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves. <laughs> In other words, if God's counsel was against them, that's not for me, that's for you. <laughs> Isn't that just the way it is? How do you get to heaven? you got to do what I say. Are you going to make it? Why would you ask me that? I'm already on my way. <laughs> You're not on your way, dude. You need, to, you need the same thing that I need. You need a Savior. And so the Bible says that they rejected the counsel of God. And, and, and honestly, how many times this happened on a daily basis? And so um, what happens? And the Lord said, Whereunto shall I liken the men of this generation? And to what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling one to another, saying, We have piped on you, and ye have not danced, and we have mourned for you, and ye have not wept. For John the Baptist came neither eating or drinking wine, and ye say that he hath the devil. Look at this. And the Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and ye say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. In other words, you can find wrong with what you want to find wrong with. But God could heal you. And he was healing people. And all, when you're critical, you're, not, you're, you're going through the motions. But what you really need is you need that work of God in there. I just gave you an example of somebody going through the motions. It was 
the religious people of the day of Christ's time. They're going through the motions. They don't have a real relationship. Second thing I see this. Why did God give the miracles? To help the multitude trapped in diverse infirmities to come directly to Him. To help people come directly to Christ. You know, when I went to church, you know who was my mediator? The church I went to. Matter of fact, if you weren't right with the church that I went to, you're not right with God. And they'd tell you that. And there's a lot of churches in the area that are like that. But you know, it has never been that way with God. And that's why that when we came to the new, you know, they settled this country. They wanted people to believe the Bible that was taught in school. And, and the reason they were trying to suppress the ability to read is so people couldn't read the Word of God for themselves. And they didn't want it translated into English language because they didn't want people to go directly and see what the preachers were studying. And I'm just telling you, we, we need to go directly to God. And that makes all the difference. I'm going to quote, well, go to Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Isaiah chapter 45. In verse 21, Isaiah chapter 45, verse 21 says this, Tell ye, and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together, who hath declared this from ancient time, and who hath told it from that time, hath not I the Lord? There is no God else beside me. So if you're looking at your Old Testament, God the Father in the Old Testament is what? The Savior. There's no other God. Look at the verse. A just God and a... So, according to the Bible, the Old Testament God is a Savior. If Jesus comes and says He's a Savior, guess what He's claiming to be? The Old Testament, He's saying, God. Look at verse 22. Look unto me, and be ye saved, Jews. No, it says, all the ends of the... So, before Christ came and died on the cross, the Jews were meant to be a light to the world, and so all people could be saved. Okay? I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, thy word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Well, that's Philippians, right? 2, 8, 9, I believe it's there. It's in the end of Romans 2, that the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I don't know how people miss that Jesus say I'm God. Okay, and Jesus is right there. He's in our text in John 5. He's right there. Verse 24 says, Surely one shall say in the Lord, Have I righteousness and strength. How do we have, Lord? Righteousness and strength? In God. See that? Even to, to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall this all the seed of Israel be justified. <clears throat> so how do we get justified in healing? In the Lord. What we become? His seed. You know what? You need more than the first birth. Except a man be born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God, John 3. The seed right there is offspring. And the offspring comes by trusting Christ, John 1.12. But it's as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. There's some healing there. And his purpose for doing these things was to get the Jews to believe. Look at Acts 4. Acts chapter 4. We were in Acts 5 a minute ago. Acts chapter 4. Because you're going to find a lot of these miracles are done right at the beginning of the book of Acts. Okay? Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 7 for a minute. <clears throat> Acts chapter 4 and verse 7. 
And when they had set them in the midst, they said, By what power, by what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You Gentiles, no, ye rulers of this people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined for the good deed done unto the impotent man, and by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all that, and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, and God raised from the dead, even by him that this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which is set at not of you builders, which has become the head of the... You see that? So Peter said, this guy just got healed, so you believe on Jesus. Why were the I mean, this is not me coming up with a new doctrine saying, why are the miracles there? Are you believing on Jesus, or are you looking and say, oh, Benny Hinn's great, man. You see what I'm saying? Or whoever the faith healer is, you believe in. They should be bringing glory to Jesus and getting them to believe the Bible. Peter said, look, Jesus is the reason. Believe what he said, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to want to get rid of Peter, okay? But why did these? Why why were these gifts of healing given? Well, first we saw to get men away from going through the motions, to get people to come directly to Jesus. If you looked in the text, I think it's verse twelve. Neither is there salvation in any other. What is slap in the face to the Jewish nation that are told to have hot sacrifices? Right? I mean, you can read Hebrews ten and and read what sacrifices they were offering. And he's saying, Christ is the full fulfillment of your sacrifices that were taking place in the temple, guys. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none of the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And look at verse 13. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they were not as smart as us, they didn't go to our school. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. You see, it says, they said, unlearned ear, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And behold, the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing. God stopped the mouth of the religious people through these miracles. And Paul comes and said, hey, you want to see what the church looks like? I want to show you. It started right back there. And they're getting, you know, the book of Acts wasn't written then. These are new things that are coming about. And so the miracles were given for that purpose and to fulfill promises, right? To fulfill promises. <clears throat> well, I've already quoted Isaiah 53, through his stripes we are healed. Look at Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 26. Acts chapter 13. In verse 26, and get Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy 2. I love how God puts the Bible together. It's so cool. Moses is this picture of this manna, and all of it is a picture of Christ. And as you go through and progress through this thing, the man that's impotent in John chapter 5 is 38 years old, 38 and a half years old. But in, in Acts chapter 13, it says this, verse 26. Acts chapter 13, verse 26. He says, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew not him, 
nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day and have been fulfilled in condemning him, for they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher, but God raised him from the dead. Why did the miracles happen in the healing? Because it was prophesied. You see that? And they're saying, it's fulfilled. Are you going to believe on him? You see that? And you can go through and read the rest of that. But look at Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy 2. John chapter 5, verse 5 says, And there was a certain man which was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Okay? 38 years. So over at Deuteronomy chapter 2, look at verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 14. Now this is when they're traveling around the wilderness. Look how many years they were there. And the space in which we came from Kadesh Barnea until we came over the book Zerod was how long? Thirty and eight years until all this generation of the men of war were wasted out from among the hosts as the Lord swear unto them. And so like that prophet, remember Jesus is like Moses. You've got this picture of Jesus starting his earthly ministry and you've got this guy that's ready to die and he's ready to start the New Testament. And it's one of his first miracles. Isn't that cool? And so this guy's been there 38 and a half years. You know what? The guy gets healed. That was God's desire for that whole nation of Israel. Look at Hebrews chapter 3 for a second. Hebrews chapter 3. The picture, this man pictures Israel. That's why he's in your Bible. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 17. The Bible says this. But whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned? Look at this. Whose carcasses fell in the... You know what a carcass is? You drive the, the church or drive anywhere, what's laying on the side of the road? Here. Dead carcasses. Do you know what God said about his people that were alive and walking in the wilderness? God's people that were alive and walking in the wilderness, those thirty-eight and a half years, what? Were carcasses. They're as good as dead. I remember that missionary come through and said the dead don't know they're dead. And so Jesus Christ came to heal these people. What did we have? They already had a history of rejecting their kingdom, right? And they're getting ready to reject the church. Look over at uh, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. You say, why are we doing this? Because people don't understand that Jesus did some things here that, you know, it was directed simply at Jews. And in this text, in Matthew, all the way through, I want to show you who the apostles were originally sent to. It's, it's going to blow your mind. Look over at Matthew chapter 4, down at verse 23. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the kingdom, and what did he do? Healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. And his fame went through all Syria, and they brought him all the people that were sick with diverse diseases. Now that's not as much as Peter, that, that's pretty good. Look over at, at Matthew chapter 10. Notice they're preaching the, main, the a message of the kingdom. 
that Israel is going to get this physical kingdom. Look over at Matthew chapter 10. Well, who is this kingdom of heaven sent for to? Matthew chapter 10, down at uh, verse... I, I can't read the whole thing. We're just running out of time. But I want to show you who he's sending out, verse 12. And notice Judas is with him. If you're at Matthew chapter 10, it says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples... He gave them power against unclean spirits and cast them out, and look, and to heal all manner of sickness. And where were they sent to? Verse 5. And the twelve, these twelve, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all. Is that what it says? No, look what it says. Go not in the way of the Gentiles, and not any of the Samaritans enter ye not. Did you ever see that before? First time he sent them out. He sent him out just to preach to Jews. He says, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Israel. And as he preached, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What's the first thing? Heal the sick. Heal. So the Jews got the sign, right? They sent the forth just to preach to the Jews. Guess what happens? The Jews rejected Matthew chapter 13. It's over. Matthew chapter 13, look at verse 10. Verse 10, it says that he, he's done offering the kingdom, Matthew 13, and they're going into the kingdom of God. And, they're, and they reject it in Acts chapter 5. And you just saw, we've been reading through there. They're trying to kill the apostles. So here it comes again, Matthew chapter 13. He says down on uh, verse 10, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto, unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given to you know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Verse, who, whosoever hath, to him it shall be given. <clears throat> and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, to him shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they seeing see not, and they hearing what? Hear not. You could go and speak and talk to them, and they won't listen. You ever been around people like that? And he's, look at verse 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross. By the time you get to end of Acts chapter 8, Paul turns totally to the Gentiles in, that, in the last chapter of Acts. I think it's Acts 28. And he quotes the same thing that Christ did. Okay? Why? Because they were given the miracles to believe. And you ask them why? Look, the miracles existed to get Jews to believe on Christ. And they were abundant. Look, Jesus healed, but just a shadow of Peter could heal. And the offer of the kingdom is there now. It's inside of us. Everybody understand we're in a different kingdom today. You can look at Luke 17, uh, 21, and Romans uh, 12, 7, 14, 17, I think it is. Oh, there says, say, lo here, lo there, but hold the kingdom of God is within you. This is a physical kingdom promised to Israel, which is not done yet, which is coming. That's why this church teaches that there's going to be a tribulation. You can read Romans chapter 11. It's not my opinion. God's not done with Israel. He's going to come back and deal with them. Okay? And so this offering was hope to those people, and it was the hope of Jesus in John 5 that that nation would not go the way that Israel went in the Old Testament. If you go back over to John 5, he pictures them. You know what's so cool? Is that when you get to John 6, you know what's in that chapter? It's talking about manna. Jesus is that bread which come down from heaven. Guess what they had in the wilderness? Manna. I mean, it gets, it's just real cool how God did John. Anyway, so you get Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Matthew chapter 5, or John 5, excuse me, in verse 6. It says, And when Jesus saw him lie, 
and knew that he had been a long time. In that case, he said unto him, Won't thou be made whole? And the impotent man said, I have a religion. I have, look at, I have no man when, when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. He was trusting on somebody else to help him, not going directly to God. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And what? Immediately. When somebody gets faith healed, it is immediate and it's based on the promise of God. I hear so many people say, oh, you know, you just don't have enough faith. Look, this man believed and instantly was healed. So Jesus offers the hope to those who, who have been trusting in other things and it's fulfilled in him right there. That's the picture. So he could say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father by me. And so Jesus, what? If you believe in him, guess what? You're never going to die. Look over at John chapter 11. I'm done, believe it or not. John 11. John 11, and we'll do Numbers 13, and I'll be done. John chapter 11, and verse 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Look at this next verse. Jesus, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Isn't that cool? If you trust Christ, you're never going to die. Your physical body is going to die. But if you trust in Jesus, you're never going to die. Because the real you is alive and you can heal. And so, have you claimed that promise? But if you have none of that, are you still... I mean, look, He doesn't want us going through the motions. He wants these people to come to Him. He'll, he'll fulfill the promises. Again, that's why the miracles were given. Let's look at Numbers chapter 13. The sad thing is, is I think one person said it, that the past, we should learn from the past, but we see that people don't learn from the past. <laughs> That's the sad lesson. People don't learn from the past. Numbers chapter 13. Let me get there. Down at verse uh, 31. Numbers chapter 13, verse 31. The Bible says this. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Your trust not supposed to be in you. You think that impotent man could trust himself? No, he got healed and realized that God did it. And they brought up, look at this, an evil report. When people don't believe, they can't just say they're not believing. They've got to talk bad about the promises of God. Well, God just doesn't have the ability to do it. Oh, you didn't get nothing down there. That's what people always do. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched, and the children of Israel saying, The land through which we have gone to search is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. That never happened. It's a lie. You know what they can do? They can sit there for 38 and a half years impotent. What Jesus could do is heal them in an instant. And it's the picture. I don't know how long it's been. So, do you have a right relationship with God? Isn't it good to know that today you can go directly to Him and that trouble is all gone from the past? Just gone. So what? Don't make up an evil report. Don't come up with it. The inhabitants weren't eating up. The, they're not eating that up. You see that? that <laughs> an evil report. 
It, the land eat up the inhabitants throughout. No, it doesn't. It's blessed. And all the people that we saw, and the men are of great stature, and we saw the giants, all they're coming up with reasons why they can't do it. And until you can get over the reason, look, the impotent man can heal himself. The leadership of that Israel nation couldn't even discern what was right and wrong. These people in the Old Testament, in their own ability, couldn't do it. What's the answer? It's all in Christ. He did the work. If you trust it, you could have the victory. Who had the healing? The people that believed. That's all the difference is. And I'll just say this. The sad thing is today is hell is full of people that have not sinned one too many times. They simply would not believe on God. And our churches are full of people that have heard the promises of God, but they won't let God have His way in their life. And they won't let God take the healing in their souls that He wants to give them. And it's that simple. It's like going to a doctor. It was like if I would have went to this doctor, I can't even remember what day I was there, and I told him, you know, Doc, I really think it should be done a different way. I had no idea I really had an infection in my jaw. I didn't even know. I, I mean, it hurt a little bit, but they had given me antibiotics once. I think you should do it this way. That's the Pharisees. And Jesus said, you just believe on this, and guess what? Salvation's that easy. When Jesus works, it's instantaneous. When, when you don't want to believe Jesus, evil reports, lies, inability is what you're going to be talking about. Faith is the victory. That overcomes the, you know,